We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears' products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save fifteen percent. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with Jeff Nelson and Danielle Rainwater. Hello. And these two are the co-owners of the Body Shop Gym in Bothell. And uh, so, thank you guys for being here. And yeah, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, how'd you guys get into the gym business? Well, I'll let Jeff take that one because he kind of headed the whole thing. Yeah, I uh, kind of round, not roundabout, I guess just sort of unexpected in some some ways. Uh, I was a banker in a previous life. Really? And uh, working downtown Seattle and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. And uh, what was it about banking that you hated, dude? Uh, everything. everything. <laughs> Sitting at a desk crunching spreadsheets all day, like wanting to cut my wrists. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I was actually at the bank today. So yeah, is uh, you know I like couldn't see a window or anything from where I sat, and just like it was like the epitome of like office space. <clears throat> you know, filling okay. out TPS reports like that was my life. Like you wanted to do a smash stuff. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was in and I was in grad school and uh, at the same time, so I wanted to you know like my outlet at the time was competing and going to the gym and i was getting really annoyed that there wasn't any good gyms around because this is right before. so where were you lifting at the time just like something like an la fitness just a 24 hour fitness yeah. yeah yeah like i had been at gold's for a while but then that gold's uh it was the, actually the golden's in, Wooden, in woodenville um 
kind of change around and turned basically into a personal training studio. So then I switched to 24 hour fitness. Right. Never really got too excited about that. And, uh, I was like thinking like, okay, I can't be the only one who wishes there was other like types of places to train. So I was like, and you mean kind of like more like a bodybuilding gym basically? Yeah. Just something not like not, I didn't even like intend for it to be a bodybuilding gym. I just, uh, wanted something that was kind of unique. It had some character to it rather mm-hmm. than just like a big sterile corporate box gym. Cause at the, at the time, you know, 2018, 2019, like there was not really any other gyms around. It was like mm-hmm. LA fitness, 24 hour fitness in, in Redmond, you had uh East side and, Oh yeah. East side. You know, that's, yep. been, that's been there forever. And like I, Ironworks has been there forever, but those were like so far away from, from where I was at the time, like, kind of in that North end area. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, like, let's give this a shot. I can't be the only one. And, uh, so I sold my house and yeah, wrote a business plan and, and that's how it and, all started and, and off to the races we went. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Cause yeah. now body shops, like everybody's favorite gym. So it's like, <laughs> so that's yeah. crazy. So just out of like, uh, wanting, you know, I mean, basically it was something that you felt was lacking. Yeah. So yeah, like you're like was, some somebody needs to do something about this. So you're like, why shouldn't I just be that somebody, right? Like Yeah, I felt like I had the skills to to build a business plan that, that I thought there was a market for and I mean you never really know until you you know take a stab at it. it, right? So And what uh, year was that when you first opened? So well I started the whole process. When did I start the whole process? Like I guess it was the idea kinda came to me in like two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And I looked for a location for like a full year uh, right. because like that was, um, you know, that was like pre-pandemic and everything at the height of the market. So there really wasn't a lot of real estate just available on the market. So I was struggling just to find any place that was available. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I finally found a place, I think, in like early 2018 right and signed a lease a couple months later after negotiating and so how did you find that place is that and that's where it is right now that's where it is now yeah and i actually so i was working with a broker for the that whole year we were like going to place after place after place and none of them worked out and then i was just driving down bothara highway one day and i saw it used to be napa auto parts there right next to fred meyer and oh, okay. uh there was like just this tiny little four lease sign in the window and it wasn't on yep. the, it wasn't yep. on the mls or anything like it wasn't listed anywhere so i was like mm-hmm. what's uh just kind of got lucky with like seeing the sign for that because they had it wasn't it, even listed you just kind of found it just, while you're driving around yeah just randomly found it i think i might have gone to that fred meyer and that's when i found it i can't remember exactly but um yeah and then i, I uh I had my broker call the guy and they're like, yeah, this place has been available for like a year. But I think, I think that they screwed up and thought it was on the MLS and it wasn't. Okay. So <laughs> I got lucky. And when you saw the place, did you just kind of know like this is perfect or? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, location is everything with, with businesses. And, right. You know, it's in that, you know, that on a perfect busy intersection and busy parking lot and all and that. And it's got so. like plenty of parking and everything. Cause like, yeah. You're right next to it. I mean, really, you yeah. could almost park in any of those spots. They're not going to notice. You yeah, know? no, they don't. And they don't care. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's, yeah the landlord's really cool, and and all the yeah. businesses kind of share those spots there. Yeah. So so when I, after talking to them and 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 all that, okay. somehow they decided I was worthy of signing a lease. So they let me take a stab at it, and and, and then here you are. And and so that was, yeah, that was like April of I think I signed in April of 2019, and then. 
No idea that we were about to go through a global pandemic. No, no, I would have planned that differently had I known that for sure. I was just going to say that location is great unless you're in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And then what makes it not great about that? Like, because there's so much foot traffic. Because, like, yeah, you know how, like, it's all windows along the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome for for people looking in and stuff. But during the pandemic, we were kind of having the Karens. Having to fly under the radar, a right? Because people are like um, ready to tell on each other and all that stuff. Oh, they were. We were getting phone calls. Yeah. About being open. Yeah, I think there's still some. Yelp Everybody turned into yes. a hero during that time. You yeah. know, like yeah. so funny. But no, that's where when I met you guys was uh, during the pandemic. Uh, started going there, working with Jordan, and I mean that was like such a crazy time mm-hmm. during the pandemic. <laughs> it was like the only place that was open. I swear, like. Well, and we were closed for the first three months. Well, you had to be, right? Yeah, there yeah. Was like... when we were trying to figure out what the heck it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the time when there was, like, no getting around it. It was just, like, everything was completely closed. So. Yeah. Um. So, Jeff, before that, you had just been kind of lifting on your own? Like, you were just, like, a fan of lifting in general? Were yeah. You, were you competing at all? Yeah, I was... Um... You did Let's all see. your competing pre body shots. Yeah, I have not <laughs> competed since I opened the gym. Right. Um, but you kind of knew so, what it what it entailed, so you wanted to yeah. create a space that would... Or you didn't even think about it that way at the time, I suppose. It, it was more like... Like, the idea that I had... Like, I, I knew that there would obviously be people there that, like, were interested in competing. And, right. And, you know, that's part of the part of the territory. But the goal was just, like, a fitness lifestyle gym of, like, people who just like getting in and get, getting after it. Whether they compete, whether they don't, powerlifting, bodybuilding, or just uh, any other sport. Like, just anybody who wants to go in and get after it was kind of the just the, the target demographic that I had in mind. Because that's what I liked. Right. And so it's and, probably, like, your own kind of style just probably kind of, like went got into it naturally you know what i mean yeah. like when you're you know i think yeah. that's what happens like it kind of comes from the ownership like um but i suppose it also came out of you know there's just something about uh corporate stuff that just doesn't have a i don't know it's just not the same as like you know corporate gyms kind of suck yeah yeah, yeah they, do. they really do. not everybody hates them i think a lot of people like, like them but they've me, got their niche you know they're they've got their 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 place uh but right. like you know people who like you know, it's a big part of their world. Like a corporate gym doesn't have the character or even, I mean, to a certain extent, a lot of the equipment is unique, you know, in, in, um, more independent gyms, but then also just like the people that you're around and that makes a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if it's an important part of your life. And and yeah, the culture matters a lot. And you guys have been able to make that culture there with like, it feels like a accepting open place, but also like very serious. Like it's very hard Mm -hmm. to, um, go there and not work really hard yeah yeah because you're around a bunch of other people who work super hard so it's like mm-hmm. something of being you know being around that just makes you go brings you up you yeah know? and that culture is something we like really focus on like there's something mm-hmm. that we feel like is setting that culture off or something mm-hmm. someone's not fitting in like we want to protect what we've made so yeah, yeah. Something have you ever had to kick to. anybody out then and yeah, it's been a few. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a surprisingly short list, but yeah, there's there's been a few. Dude, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Like, but you gotta really suck if we're kicking. You gotta really suck, like, yeah, because you guys are pretty <laughs> open to like. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different kinds. Yeah, of- I mean, we like like literally my. my like my whole philosophy from the beginning was like I don't care if you're a pro bodybuilder or if you're someone who's stepping in the gym for the first time. Like yes. I want you to feel welcome there. Uh-huh. But the like the thing I want to focus on is just I just want you to try. Like you know, put yes. forth effort. Like that's the thing that that's kind of the the foundation of the culture that we built there. Is just like right. It's it hard work, but 
it doesn't matter where you're at on your on your journey of like how advanced or beginner or, mm-hmm. you know whatever you are it's just like if you're willing to put in work and try then like this is the place for you yeah. right you know? yeah so you're not trying to scare away people from you know beginners because i think it is pretty open to people that have never like i see people that come in there and hopefully the culture in there is like really accepting, and it seems to be, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But then it's like the the minute they're in there, they start working hard because they're around other people that work. Well, and hard. I think uh, initially when people come in, and like initially when we first started, we only had like a free day pass. You get to try it for free, which like a lot of gyms do. But people would come in, and they were so intimidated just by like the looks of the people that were in there and yeah. things like that. So we actually mm-hmm. switched over to a seven day free trial because I was mm-hmm. like. The hardest part is getting people past that front door. Yeah. And then once they're in there and they feel that vibe, they're sold. So, yeah, because a lot of times they're scared of like the big, you know, they think everybody's going to be like a big, I mean, there's something about they think bodybuilders are going to like, I don't know, be like narcissistic. Well, I mean, they don't we, feel yeah. like Sometimes they look like we are, that but, they don't fit in. Yeah. So. Right, or like I'm not, how do I fit in with these people? Yeah, and, yeah and that's definitely, definitely like understandable why you know like that's kind of just the stereotype of big big meaty people for right. sure but like it's the polar opposite once you actually step in the door and talk to people like big everybody's a bunch that's of what i mean when i hear people like i've had you know people say like they can't fit in there or whatever it's only been like one person I, i'll tell you off camera but like yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's you it's like not anybody there it's, all like, in your it's head. totally yeah. you it's in your head like you're just yeah. like i don't know you're concocting all these stories in your head and like you know, yeah. I don't know. He does that at every gym he goes to, but totally. whatever. I mean, 90% of my clients are middle-aged women that yeah. are just trying to live a happier, healthier life. And yeah. initially they're super intimidated, but then once they get in, they're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like it makes them want to work harder. And right. And once they meet how nice everybody yeah. is, they're yeah. not so scared anymore. Exactly. So. Yeah, my mom trains there. She's yeah. turned seventy this year. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, she yeah she's there. a badass. Yeah. She's seventy. Yeah, she turned seventy in May. Dang, dude. She's got some good arms. Yeah. You guys think you'll still be lifting at 70? I hope so. Wouldn't that be dope? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always think that. I'm like, I think we can hold it together until at least 70 or so. And we'll only look like 50. And hopefully only look like we're 50. Yeah, that's like the goal for sure. Um, Well, that's awesome. So, like, now, when you did open it, was was the first year really tough? Uh, Well, that's... uh... Because the first year, then was, the pandemic happened. Yeah, that was a nuance. That's a nuanced question. Yeah. So yeah, the first year was actually four months because we opened. So I, I signed a lease in like early 2019, but we didn't get the doors open until like November, November. just because that's kind of how long the all this permitting and all that stuff takes with the city of Bothell. Right. So we opened November 16th, and we had to close down on March 16th. Yeah, it was like uh, to so, the day. So it was to the day, four months. <laughs> so our first year was, was four months. Holy so, shit. Like, you know, I was like, you know, typical new gym, just struggling to kind of get our name out there and get people to try to, like, come in the door and check it out. Uh, but, yeah. it, you know, it was moving along. It, you know, it was hard, but it was moving along, kind of going in the right direction. Well, you direction. had a good look. All the equipment yeah. was new. Yeah. Good location. So probably a great start. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, hey, we're closing everything down. Yeah. 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 And so I, yeah, I guess that's when I would have started there. So yeah, you were, as I recall, you were one of the first people to come back in after we opened up from the shutdown. Right. Um, Did and, you learn about it from Jordan? Uh, yeah. So I was working at a place called Thirsty Hop, this bar, and uh, Jay got hired as Flavo? a cook there. Yeah, yeah. So like, 
Jay comes in and I'm like, oh, who is this dude? Like, <laughs> you look kind of big. Yeah, and he's all big and stuff. And he's like, bro, you got to get a coat. You know, because I was like, you know, a good inter- that's a good impersonation. Yeah. Right. I was like, you know, I had lifted and stuff my whole life since like probably 2002 or so, like high school, did all the pro wrestling stuff. But now I'm like working in a bar, getting a little older, still trying to work out, but probably not where I want to be. Yeah. You know, I had done a couple bands at the time. So I was like, like I said, still working out, but not really in shape. And then Jay comes in. He's like, bro, you got to get a coach and all this stuff. And okay. like, you know, and then like, you know, and his coach was Jordan at the time. So. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. And like, I was not feeling super great about my physique at the time. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then like the pandemic hit, we started getting all these like checks from the government. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to like go all in on this <laughs> Put thing. Put that money to use. Yeah. Instead of like wasting it, like try to invest it in something that would, you know, help, help me in my future. Totally. So and then yeah, lo and behold, so I started at the body shop. Now you're yeah. now you're now you're a regular every day. No, I'm well, a regular. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people think that like we've known Kim and Jordan forever. We actually met them like through the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, because it seems like you guys are just like been friends forever. Well, type we of just thing. like clicked really well. Yeah, and, and they're just there all day every yeah, day. Yeah, we're with them so. all day every day. Yeah. So <laughs> literally training people all day. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Well, okay, so four months open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think when we shut down, I'm trying to remember what the number was. I want to say it was like 250 or 300 members. Yeah, it was about something that. Something like that. So we like, had this goal of 600. Yeah. Right. Because that meant we got a dog. Yeah. My my whole thing. If you got 600, you were going to get a dog? Yeah. Because yeah. I've wanted i been wanting a German Shepherd for years. Like oh, yeah. Years. So that's Yogi. So that was Yogi. That was Yogi. Yeah. yeah. Yogi's so, dope. So my goal was like from the start, like I, you know, I built out my projections and all that. And it was like, once I get to 600, that means that like, you know, I've got, I've got money for dog food and yeah. I can get a dog. Right. And, so was that like the business side of it? Was that something that you always kind of knew or you learned through school or like? Um, no, I didn't know anything about business just until, learn until as I go. went to Well, once I went to school and, and went into banking, that's when I learned it all. But like prior right. to that, like I was an army guy before that. So I didn't know shit about business. Okay. Sorry. So how long did swear, you serve in the you army? You can swear. Um, Oh yeah, you can swear. It's okay. uh, we Definitely say a lot of fucks on here. <laughs> okay. Dude, people talk about crazy shit on here. Yeah, for yeah, it's been. Podcast. We took mushrooms on here. Fuck. Oh, oh, that's an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So. Well, and I come from the corporate side. I was still working my corporate job the first two years that we were open. Right. Yeah. So that was probably kind of nice because you had that going. At least. Yeah, and I majored in business marketing, so I kind of handled the marketing side, and then mm-hmm. he was all finances and operations so that sounds like a great team to have that for opening a gym yeah, yeah it worked, yeah, it it worked, worked good really well. and right. then we brought, brought dave on to kind of he he took over the operations and so now i'm the money guy and she's the marketing wizard and dave dave takes care of all the day-to-day crap Day-to-day. that uh, we don't want to and yeah, if dude, you don't know good. Jeff, social media and him, I don't know uh, what he was planning to do on that front. He's just, you're not a social media guy? Oh, no. dude, I, I hate it. If you look on my Instagram, I haven't posted anything in over two years. And I the know last I'm... thing he posted was a repost from the gym. Right, I keep tagging you and stuff, but I know oh, yeah, you're not he seeing will. it. He I, I hate it so much. There's part of me that hates it, and then part of me has just been like, okay, you just have to accept this. If you use it in the right way, it's cool. Like, it can I've be super positive. some dope-ass yeah. people because of social media, but like... I mean, that's how you talked to me the first time. Mm-hmm. That's and, dropping in the uh-huh. DMs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh huh. <laughs> that's how a lot of people meet, honestly. Like, yeah. yeah. But his whole social media uses dog videos. That's it. Yeah. No, that's a good quality, I think, because we all get so like, 
into like you know posting all the gym stuff and it's yeah. it's, it's I kind mean, of i live in that world like for my business because i have my own business right. outside the gym but yeah i just look at it as a means to hopefully making money yeah you know, I yeah. understand that it's cringy and stuff, but I just do it anyway. I just don't scroll. I just stay in my own world. Right. Like I won't friends, go on TikTok. I'll stay yeah, off TikTok. I have not got into the TikTok. It's funny because I, I remember hearing somebody who was like kind of blown up on social media and I heard him and he was actually at the body shop one time and I heard him in the locker room talking about like, they're like, oh, you know, I don't, don't know you, it was. Uh, it was at Jack West. Oh dude. yeah. yeah. Now yeah. he lives in <laughs> Vegas and is like on Jay Cutler's yeah, YouTube. the dude's doing great, but, like, I remember hearing him one time, like, somebody was asking him, like, you know, don't you get embarrassed to post, or don't you feel, like, weird about, you know, it's cringy and stuff, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I feel all that stuff, he's like, I just do it anyway. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the key, it's like, we know it's gross, we know it's cringy, but it's like, it's a reality, and it's like, it's, I mean, it's just, you try to make it as positive and good as you can. Totally. And then you feel sort of better about it, but also, like, just... Try to use it as a way to show people you're working hard. Like, of course, you're going to feel weird. You're posting, like, selfies and yeah. weird. It's, like, weird. But after I heard him say that, I was like, okay, so, like, you just have to kind of do it. And it today's... may feel weird to you, but, like, you impact people without even knowing. Right, especially, so. like, you guys doing shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, in bikini and all that stuff. Like, you're definitely, there's probably a lot of people looking up to you whether you know it or not. And mm. Like you said, you are making an impact with it, but but I totally get like yeah. not oh, liking yeah. it <laughs> at the same. <laughs> if you can like find a way to yeah. live life and stay out of it, it's probably you know awesome. Like totally. We were talking about the whole you know it's just a dopamine kick. Like, uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So so Jeff, you were in the army before that. Yeah, yeah, I was in the army dude for like eight years. Eight like, years. What yeah. was that like? Uh, it's a trip. You um, never <laughs> killed anybody. I I I went. Sorry, <laughs> like what if you did and I just asked that? That's terrible. Yeah, Holy I, shit! I did. I did a lot of stuff. I went a lot of places, and that was that was pretty pretty cool. So you know, right. I was kind of in at the height of all the chaos. So I got my my fair share of it for sure. Damn, dude. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's a, a weird experience, but yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Well, and thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it, it like prepared me for all this pretty well because it's kind of. Like, so then, when something like the pandemic comes and you get this weird thing you're probably like okay you know like yeah it's like well you know it's ambiguity right you, you don't know exactly what's going on there's no plan for a pandemic you know and so like i guess my military experience like that's you're most, able most to... of what war is is just like uh, i don't know what's going on let's figure it out yeah. and right i was like know. listening to um this dude jocko willink you guys know jocko willink? yeah absolutely. i'm sure you do yeah. yeah and he was saying that he's like actually he's like some of the people that like being in the army the best actually end up being like the worst when it comes down to like because they're not creative types they like structure yeah and he's like but the thing is like when war happens like it's actually those people that are like open-minded creative types that are able to kind of like go with the flow of shit yeah so he was talking about the importance of that in the army and like but but at the same time saying like if you are one of those type of people you need to like create discipline which because to me like i think that's the best thing like it's hard but if you create it your life gets so much better yeah 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 the way i i look at it is like you know it's it's okay not to know what's going to happen as as long as you are disciplined in trying to build systems that allow you to navigate whatever gets thrown at you, you right so, so you actually have sort of a plan or contingency or like you've maybe thought about it like what happens if this happens yeah like do? you know we build like we've built roles like any company does like you build roles of like who manages what piece and like you 
you know, you just try to try to think of like, and you need all parts. You need all, yeah, you need all parts. You need management, operations, finance, marketing, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If you have all those bases covered and you have systems for like making sure all those run, um, then you know when curveballs get thrown at you, then you've got a team that's you know that's well situated to handle weird weird stuff that happens like a pandemic. And I think we have a good balance of that because, like, we do kind of have to pull things just, like, out of our asses sometimes. But, like... Oh, yeah, I imagine. Daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, daily and weekly. But mm-hmm. we, ha- we have structure, but we're, we also adapt. Like, yeah. we adapt very well. That's so, Well, that's what you need. Structure, but the ability quick. to think, like, change direction quickly or, like... So, um, how did you guys meet Dave, then? Uh... <laughs> I wish he was here to tell the story. Dude, he'll um, never come on. I've yeah. tried. No one wants to hear me talk. Yeah. He's like scared of what he'll say or something. I'm like, no, yeah. that might, that's why it would be good. Cause like, he I'm has like, no even, filter. Yeah, yeah I'm so, like, even if you're talking shit, like talk yeah. shit, even if it's yeah. like stuff I do, I want to hear it. I just don't hear. say names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, you know. Yeah, but the, I mean, the way Dave got a job was basically like, like, and I'm not really exaggerating this, like he pretty much came in, like he, he joined... He actually joined pre-COVID. Do you remember when I found his Instagram? Yeah. And oh, so you didn't even know him before. Well, no, so he comes in, and I'm like, who's this little, like... He's like a little hardcore, like... Uh... Well, he was a little bit thicker. He was like, it was, was in the pandemic, and I'm like, who's this little meatball? Yeah, because him and, him and Camille both joined right before the And they the weren't shutdown. married yet. Like, right before okay. the shutdown. Yeah. And, and Camille... shut down, and then... Uh, as soon as we like literally as soon as we opened back up they started coming yeah. back in and dave you know he came in he's all thick covid thick because he hasn't worked out in two months right so he's just and, been chilling uh, and so he's just this little tatted up meatball that comes and he in. hadn't been working out that's and, crazy. Uh, well actually i guess he probably had a but little bit he was definitely home. eating his his, fair his, COVID, pancakes. his covid okay. pancakes for sure yeah. and uh so he started coming back in and uh he was managing i don't know if you know like he used to manage the anytime fitness over in, in uh in like kind of mm. by cottage lake there or like okay right, awesome right outside of Woodenville. so he had some uh, he has a lot of gym experience yeah, that's he, all he's done he, his whole life yeah and uh so he but too. but he you know he wanted a, a different right like any gym owner or manager you want to train at a gym that you don't work at yeah. right so he started coming coming here to train he, to just to work out and then uh I guess the owner of that Anytime Fitness, uh, he owned like 14 locations or something, just all up and down the West Coast, and he didn't he didn't want to do it anymore. So he was uh, basically like kind of gave Dave like six months notice that he was going to close the gym. So Dave was just like, "I work here now." And, uh, he just kind of uh, told and, you that, and, basically. Yeah, he's he like, "I'm gonna." Godsend. He he's like literally like literally he's like, "I'm I'm gonna come in every day, and I'm I'm working here now." And, that's uh, awesome. And they did. Yeah. They like filled in for us at the desk for free. Yeah, like, like Dave. Dave earned that position more than anybody else I think ever could because he was like he bent over, you know. Yeah, he worked really eight hard. Different ways he from Sunday, Sunday to make sure like he was helping out. So, yeah, he uh, he started he gave us out our like first vacation. Yeah, he <laughs> we were so so when he started, and I think the reason the reason I finally caved was because at the time it was just us, and it was right. at the height of the pandemic, which. I'm sure you remember. So you're like, do I need to add, can I afford to add somebody else? But God, I wish we had more help around here. Yeah, exactly. It was just us, but I was still at my corporate job. She was still working at pre-core. So most of the time it was just me. Yeah. And, you know, it was like at the height of of the pandemic when it was, you know, there'd be a hundred people in there and it'd just be like elbow to elbow because it was just, you know, you remember how chaotic it was. It was was crazy. So insane. So trying to just be one person managing that, I think my hair was starting to fall out. And Dave was like, dude. 
like let me help and i was Burn like so candle. like during like, that right, time <laughs> were you even able to like lift yourself or no like, dude no. like no no you could barely work out yourself yeah. i imagine no i i've ever since opening a gym and I'm, I'm sure probably most gym owners will say something similar that like as soon as you open a gym you'll start lifting less than you ever have yeah so. dude i think entrepreneurship is like and let, man, I'm like, and I'm just getting into it a little bit. It's like crazy. Yeah, you it's, don't not. Like, everything's on you. I'm yeah. such a no. workaholic. It's so hard to shut it off. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's I love good, working. but then it's bad because you burn yourself out. It's so much stress. It's a balance you yeah. gotta get. I can't remember. Like I was like texting my mom the other day, and I was just like an asshole to her. I'm like, what the fuck did I do that? I'm like, I'm sorry. I was like, because I'm stressed. Because yeah. I'm like, nothing but work, work, work. You yeah. know, and I'm like, sorry, mom, I didn't. You know. Yeah. I'm like, I just need a little support here from you. Come on. You know, like, <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, it's uh, entrepreneurs and I've been meeting more and more of them. It's tough. Like, it's yeah, it's tough, but it's also like more so rewarding, rewarding than, yeah. that, you know, like I, I. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. right? Yeah. Like I wake up every day and I get to go like my, my boss is the customers and that's like the best place to be. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't have someone calling the shots over me and like, you know, just, you're not working for some franchise like, or corporate yeah. entity yeah. that's telling you, you have to do things this way or this way. It's yeah. Totally. You're like, beholden to your customers. basically. My, yeah. My, my job is to try to add value to people's lives every day. And like, that's way better than, you know, crunching spreadsheets for, Whatever, and now, so Jeff, know. has fitness always so. been kind of a big passion of yours? Yeah, in in various ways. I actually didn't start lifting, like seriously lifting, until I got out of the Army. Right. Um, and, uh, like, I actually started lifting. To, I've got, like, some, some injuries and stuff that uh, I just wanted to start, like, building muscle around. Because, right, like, to try to get him better. Try to get him strong, stronger. Have you seen how tiny he was in the Army? Yeah, I was like... Just a little dude? Yeah, I was like, when I, when I got out of the Army, I think I was like a buck 60 something like oh, so damn. small yeah yeah, so yeah. Now you're huge compared to that now yeah oh god yeah. don't make it so too big <laughs> that's crazy dude yeah so i started lifting when i got out or serious i mean i lifted when i was in the army but not you know it wasn't you know that focused on it um and but, how long before you started getting into shows so when did i do my first show so i start i mean I, I got out in like 2012 right and i started my, i did my first show in 2017 17 yeah 2017 okay so yeah that doesn't even seem that long ago but it's like 2012 is like 10 that's years 10 years ago, ago. yeah that's, crazy. Uh, that's wild yeah i didn't even think about that yeah but uh so okay so so you did you gain weight quite a bit before the show then or like when you started lifting yeah i think um like when i, I when i was so the 30s the, you started putting on muscle more like yeah like late 20s yeah um early 30s is when i really started to like pack it on i think when i started my cut from my first first show that i ever did i think i was i mean i still wasn't big I, you know i was a men's physique competitor so i think i think i i probably did or weighed like maybe like a i don't know 190, 190 or, or something. something like that yeah so, so. slow process yeah. And, yeah yeah so i mean to me that was way bigger than i was so i was pretty stoked i was like yeah, like, yeah. you know i'm like 190 yeah uh, but yeah that probably yeah. felt pretty big at the yeah. time like, <laughs> damn so. okay so that's cool so it's always been kind of like so how did that transition into like the wanting to start a gym thing? It was just cause you were, like you said earlier, like you just didn't well, like have a spot to go or like basically. Yeah. So, and were you really into it at the time you made that decision lifting? 
Super into it, yeah. So that's what it was. And then you yeah. had no idea that, like, a few years later, you'd be like, I can never lift because I'm just basically yeah. running this business. <laughs> like, you yeah. think it's going to be one thing. And well, then you... yeah, like, you hear, you know, you hear people, uh, you know, on, on podcasts or YouTube videos, you know, talk about how, like, it, your training is going to suffer if you open up a gym or whatever. And, and you're like, yeah, well, if I do it, I'm going to focus on it, you know. And, <laughs> and then you're like, like, oh. I'm like, oh, they, were, they, were, they weren't kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> because the business takes yeah. the priority. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's also, it's so rewarding and, like, I, you know, I'm I'm in it so much. I don't mind that much. I mean, I do right. like I do. When you guys are still hitting pretty hard, hard. I mean, yeah, I still train, but it's it's not like you know, you know, it's not like show mindset. But I, right. I'm okay with it too because I also like I love what I do. I get to come to work every day. And, and well, thankfully it, so. for me, he's taken the brunt of that. So I've been able focus. to still focus on my because you're still very in it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So, so Danielle, then how did you get involved with? Um, when did you start doing shows? So we actually did our first show, I think the same weekend we figured out our mm-hmm. very first shows, but it wasn't the same show. Right. So I was a track athlete all through college and mm-hmm. I showed horses and I did pageants. And so when I like graduated college, I was kind of like, what do I do with my life Cause, now? Because you already had this like, uh, you were so used to performing. Regimen, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like with horses, it's very similar to like bodybuilding like you have to be and track too you have practice multiple times a week you're gone on the weekends you're traveling Mm -hmm. you're performing like you're very much in a regimened routine Mm -hmm. and so when I got out of college I was kind of like man what do I do with my life and I got into my party days so like my physique had taken a bit of a hit and like all of us yeah yeah. so I started I started focusing a little more on weightlifting and kind of just like educating myself I found like Lane Norton and all of that and like I love Lane Norton and learned about macros and all of that and so I started doing it myself and I started seeing like my physique change and Mm -hmm. I was like you know this is pretty it's pretty sick and so I wanted to learn more and then I got my personal training certification right. and I was still working um, in the corporate world and I actually started working at Precore, which is the fitness manufacturer. Uh-huh. So I was still in the fitness industry, but I was yeah. very much just doing marketing and stuff like that. But I was feeling so good and seeing such good changes in myself. I wanted to be able to like pass that on to other people. So I got certified and I started working with people on the side. And then once I kind of felt like I hit my plateau on my own, I kind of started looking and like that's when Instagram started coming up a little bit more and yep. I started seeing like whenever I used to think of bodybuilding I just thought of like big massive huge people. dudes yeah yeah but then I started seeing these bikini girls I'm like oh what's this this is basically like a muscle pageant like I could right do, I think I could do this also like even before if you saw women it was like they were all big that's what I that's just what I had but, in my head right that's what you had in your head so then it changed when you saw like bikini yeah. okay so yeah. the first bikini athlete I saw and like started really following and she doesn't really compete anymore but her name was Emily Hayden I don't know if you ever heard of her okay no but um so she had a coach and I was like well if he's a good coach for her, then like he must be a good coach. And so I didn't do like I advise everyone to do now, but I didn't really research. I just was like, you know, I want to work with him. So I right. signed up and started working with him. And thank God he was not a shit coach. He was actually an awesome coach. And so you now just he's, took a chance and it was yeah, your first coach ended up being good. And he's good. And he, now he's like one of the biggest bikini coaches out there. His name's Paul Ravella with yeah. um, Team Pro Physique. And I worked with him for about six years and just mm-hmm. this last year, I switched over to Jen Dory. Yep. Who is, um, well, she took second this year at the Olympia, but she won the Olympia in the Arnold last year. Okay, yeah. Um, so now so I've she's done. Legit. Yeah. 
So I did my first show with Paul, and it just kind of was an addiction from there, and now I've done about 11. Yeah, you just can't stop. Yeah. No, it becomes like a way of life for sure. Yeah. So that's awesome. So then when you started with Jeff, you were like, were you just training out of the gym or you were you were part of the business the whole time, right? So, like, well, actually Jeff and I met before Body Shop was like even a thing. Right. We met back in 2018 and he was already working on his business plan. Yes. And so I knew about it and then him and I kind of went our separate ways and then my roommate at the time was like, hey, did you see that Jeff's opening up Body Shop up in Thrasher's Corner because we were living in Mill Creek and I was like, no, he's opening it in Woodenville because... Last I had seen him, he was looking at a place in Woodenville, and he had actually like, so you taken were still it. looking for places at the yeah. time. Okay. And I was like, oh wow! And she like showed me the Instagram and stuff, and I was like, oh wow, it looks awesome. And so like, if anybody knows Jeff, like he is the worst texter in the world. Like doesn't respond to text, nothing. And I was like, you know, I'll just I'll just shoot him a text and say congratulations because I know he'd been working at this point. It'd been over a year. Um, and so I sent him a text, and I was like, hey, um, just wanted to say congratulations. Like I saw you got your equipment in. It looks great. And miraculously, he texted me back, and he had me come in and, like, just get a feel for the gym. He's like, you know, I'm trying to get people in here, get feedback. Mm -hmm. And so I went in there, and I lifted, and it just kind of, like, worked itself out from there. Yep, yep. And then you had all that marketing experience, too. Yeah, I was basically like, give me your Instagram login and your Facebook login. Because you knew he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. That's, like, uh, my wrestling promoter is that way, too. Like, you know, he runs Impact Pro Wrestling, but he is not – he doesn't ever – promote it on i don't know like he's good at promoting but like i don't know he doesn't do a lot of that social media stuff well he's so humble too he's not gonna brag about what he has and i'm like you have to you have to put it out there in front of people show them how cool this place is it kind of feels gross bragging yeah Yeah. i pay her to do it for me well now you pay me right because it's just a necessity (laughs) right um so so like when we'll go back to the pandemic so after those first four months pandemic hits like how hard was that period of time were you guys kind of freaking out or did you always think like we'll make it through this no freaking no, out was a pretty did not yeah. <laughs> always think we were gonna make it through yeah. i mean i try to stay pretty positive yeah but, but i mean if you can't even operate rough. how do you stay open well, well so that that's I, that actually became a pretty easy decision because we were so new um you know the, the shutdown happened and they were like yep nope jim's like you know you guys, you guys are, are, will kill you if you open. And, you know, they were like threat of basically threat of death on You're us. And, and, you yeah. know, like that's, that's kind of who they went hardest at uh, was, 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 gyms, was gyms, which is for, so weird, just real weird. And, uh, so, you know, we like kind of, obviously we, nobody in the beginning really knew what was going on. So we, we closed up shop for, it was like 60 days or something. I don't remember exactly, well, but we closed in March and I think we reopened in June. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and the reason we reopened is it because it got to the point. It was like, well, either we reopen or go out of business. So There's like they made the decision pretty easy because I wasn't just gonna like roll over and yeah, you know, like you just, to... ah, no, I'm good, you know, like just so so we opened doors and st- start off just like word of mouth, like the few people that we we knew that would be interested in coming back was like, hey, yeah, you can you can bring some people if you want to, and then like within a couple of days it like exploded exploded because yeah. that was how it was like if you were with a trainer you could like basically work yeah we yeah. were like all these people are with personal trainers yeah we we got pretty creative with the rules and you yeah. know how we justified it and like um well i mean 
I definitely got fined, so like definitely our creative rules didn't work, you know. But really? well, we didn't well, get fined until the very end. Yeah, they they okay. waited till the end to fine us. I think just to try to maximize their revenue or whatever they. Were I'm doing. sure, so, dude. You know. Like, what was that like? Um, I remember like Bradley Martin's gym. He went through all that stuff with. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like he had like a generator for a while because they like shut off his power and yeah. like. Ours never got that bad. We yeah. had so the L and I came in like mid pandemic. But that was before we actually had employees. It was just yeah. Jeff. And I wasn't getting paid, so there was nothing on me as an employee. Right, yeah. And so they basically were like, we don't have any jurisdiction here, and they just left. Yeah. And they were, it also, like, depended on which L&I person you got. Because I remember the first time that they came in, like... They were pretty cool. Well, uh, the, actually, yeah, she's right. The first time, they because they came in, like, three times. And the first time, we didn't have any employees. They are like, well, I guess we'll be... Will be taken off then because they don't. If, There's you know, nothing. If they you don't have any employees really. and they don't have any jurisdiction, and then the second time, they met Dave. They met Dave. <laughs> that, that didn't go well. Oh, um, I can't imagine. But but uh, but uh, then they set up a meeting with me after that, and then came in and, and talked to me, and I was like, I just told him straight up, like I was like, you know, like I can't shut down. They, you know, and they were pretty sympathetic to that. They were like, we get it, you know, like right. on a personal level, they were like, we, we like, we get it. Like they were business owners. They didn't too. know what to do either. I'm yeah. Sure. They, they were like, like, you know, like their, their policy told them what to do, but they were like, we can't just like, just like bars too. It's yeah, really it's similar. A, it's like, the they, didn't, they didn't thing, know what yeah. to do. A lot of them had to transition to like, you know, to go only stuff, but it's like, well, I mean, if you're a gym, you can't really, what's the, you can't make something to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, yeah. Unless you can have people there training. There's yeah. not, I, I think some places did like online, like training yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, like our culture like, just like, it doesn't like, the we don't even have trainers. Have. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. There's really nothing you can do. And like do. the people yeah. that work out at body shop, they're not going to be cool with like bands and like step ups from at home. home. Like, no, yeah. they need, they're doing heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like the online training thing doesn't work. Cause like all our trainers just pay rent. So, oh shit. Uh, oh, that's all right. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, so they, they pay rent. So it's not, they're not gonna like pay me rent to online train someone, you know, like that doesn't no, work. It's <laughs> no. just kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, so we, you know, we just kind of managed it as best we could, and uh, you know, then it, it started slowly getting better. I imagine. I, yeah, it kind of ebbed and flowed for a while because it went on so long. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. It like really they kept did. saying they, that won't happen. Yeah, that it, won't happen. <laughs> they, and then it would happen. Yeah, every time, every time we turned around, and we're like, oh, it can't get any worse than this, and then it did right. get worse. So, so we we're quit like, saying right, that. we quit saying that. Well, I remember and one time then, like we'd get open back up at the bar, and then it was like, nope, back off for like two weeks, yeah. and then it's yeah. like. And then it was like, okay, we're done with masks. Oh, no, masks are yeah, back. Yeah, that was, was the like, hardest part was, like, it kept opening and shutting. And it's like, yeah, for a while, we we're just like, fuck it. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, it's like, it's we got to just get back to normal at so, some point, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. just got to. No, that was crazy. I'm glad you guys made it through that. So. Yeah, that was wild. We op- It was like, like it, it felt like, for a long time, it felt like I was operating a black market gym. Well, mm-hmm. we kind of like, I mean, I guess we kind of were, but it was like, you know, straight out of like 1920s, like almost like a speakeasy speak Come in the stuff. back door. Yeah. Like knock like five times playing whatever silly games. We <laughs> it had is too. a lot like prohibition. If you think about it, yeah. like they make something illegal and then, but the people, illegal. right. But the people are like, not going to yeah. have it, you yeah. know? So it's, it's like, like, I think that's like how NASCAR started. was like prohibition. Yeah. Bootleggers. Yeah. Bootleggers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's just certain things where if you like tell the population you can't do it, they're just gonna be like, "That's not a, that's not gonna work." Yeah, yeah. and alcohol is yeah. one of those, and I think like working out is one of those things. Oh yeah. And, um, but yeah, so then you know, eventually you got through all that stuff, and then like, how do you guys think you got like such a culture there of like, 
you know, hardcore. Like a lot of people are in competitions. A mm-hmm. lot of people are very serious. Like, what do you think played into that kind of becoming the culture at Body Shop? I mean, obviously, like you said, you have a lot of like regular people too, but it's definitely known for like a competitor's gym. Well, I think naturally, just because Jeff and I were the main people like promoting it in the beginning, and we both come from a competitive background, the people right. we were bringing in at first were naturally competitors and that's kind of what my network is so like the people because I've tried to do like seminars and we try to do things like that to kind of give back to the community so the people we were networking with were from that community and so I think that's kind of how it came about yeah I think it was just like uh it just kind of snowballed like you know the the pandemic probably helped in that regard because that's you know the people the 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 competitors you know they all know each other everybody's like we need a place to go so once word got out that um we were we were a friendly place for that kind of thing it just kind of snowballed and we didn't we never we never did anything to try to build a competitive culture it just it just happened by word of mouth and it kind of became that um because that was definitely not what i was trying to build no, you, you know, just were I trying open. to start a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wanted to build a cool gym, like a place that I would want to work out. Um, well, and like you said, like people just in that culture, we're all disciplined, but we all know where each other has come from as far as like work ethic and stuff. So they're just good people, and I think that just built that family yeah, feel. Yeah. Right, and good people attract other good people, and then yeah. hard workers attract other hard workers. And, and you're coming and, in there every day, you're seeing the same people, you're getting to know people, and... So it just kind of kind of weeds out the people that aren't going to take it serious. Exactly. And, yeah. and like if people don't like the vibe, then like obviously we're, we're not going to be the gym for everyone. Right. So, I suppose even with the dog thing, like there's probably some people that don't Well, there's like some dogs. people that join just because of the dog. Right. Like, I was going to say like I don't know if you know, like Marks and Diane used to be afraid. He was just talking about this the other day. Like he used to be deathly afraid of dogs. Are you serious? Before he started working at body yeah. shop and now he like he doesn't they're not his favorite thing, but he's not yeah, scared Yeah, but of he's anymore. like used to them. That's so yeah. funny like yeah. I had no idea. So, like the bar I work at, they allow dogs in too because it's a brewery. Oh, so they don't it. have a, they don't have a kitchen. So there's no like rule about that. So like, yeah. So it's a dog. For, I think dogs are great to have. Oh like, yeah. And I think the people in this area, like that's probably a really good selling point actually. Yeah, I mean there are people. We definitely have gotten complaints from people, but like. Yeah. We'd yeah. rather the whole, have the though, dog than you. Yeah. With like right. we get way more positive uh, yeah, feedback sure. than negative from it. Yeah, and, and most you know. people have their dog well behaved and well, if they're not Well, it's kind of a rule. Like yeah. we, we definitely like you asked if we've had to k- kick people out. We've had to kick dogs out too. Yeah, there's definitely like a screening Like process, your dog is a problem. You yeah. can't bring That's why we don't bring ours. Yeah. Ours is obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting a little out of control <laughs> yeah. for a while. Wasn't yeah. He? He, yeah. Like, he just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, he's not a small dog, so He's a 100 pounds dog that thinks he's still a puppy and I know he would just chase those freaking bowls, like still those does. metal bowls, yeah, like still does crazy. It. Still does. And it's like, bro, yeah. calm down. But that's like just this thing. He'll do it for guess. hours. Yeah. Nah, yeah. he's a good. He's a good dog. But yeah, you can't. Boy. Most of the dogs in there are all super well behaved. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I even brought my friend's dog there once, but she was kind of like that too. Like I only brought her like I think once or twice because like. What kind of dog was she? I, don't I was uh, an Aussie. Sydney. Oh. oh yeah, I remember you bringing. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Karen that goes there. She like fell in love with her because okay. she's such a sweet dog. But that was my problem. She's so friendly. She would go up to everybody and yeah. I'm like, like I can't have you in yeah. here. Like I can't concentrate on my lift because you're just totally. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why we don't bring Yogi half the time too because we have to watch him all the time. Yeah. Right. So it's like yeah, it's for me personally. I'd rather just not bring the dog because it's yeah. it's too much of a headache. But yeah, people love her. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So. No, but I, I think that's definitely a selling point in this area for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
so I was going to say, let's see, um, what are some of the plans for the business in the future then? That's a, uh, I don't know, <laughs> loaded question. Um, yeah, just We've keep, got lots kind of, of keep, ideas. Yeah. I mean, stuff's already changed yeah. there, like, for yeah. the better. Like, even the new setup, how you guys move stuff around, I think yeah, that I actually. I yeah. credit for that. We actually, did, Jeff didn't know we did that. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in Arizona when we did that. I think it, it, it definitely adds to the flow, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it works better, for sure. Um, We're getting to the and, point, though, where, like, there's only so much we can do in that little space. You yeah. want to get a new space someday, huh? I do want to get it. Uh, yeah, I wish I had, like, 1,500, maybe 2,000 more square feet. Right, but then it's like, how do you... You almost want a similar location, so like, the same people... Like, can we people... just buy out the massage parlor next door? Yeah. yeah, if you could, like, stay but add on, They already the hate best. us. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough with businesses, isn't it? Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if your neighbor and you don't get along, like, well, they just don't. Well, they're a massage place, so obviously they're trying to get, let people relax. And, and like, you can hear those walls are not thick. Door. Oh, so they're Have hearing. Been in there? They're hearing the weights and they're hearing. Yeah. The, oh yeah, you can hear laughs. You can hear people talking in the office. Like we feel bad, but like there's nothing we yeah, can what are really you do, do about it. Yeah. Like. They're trying to create this calming yeah. atmosphere and yeah, stuff. Yeah, or and whatever. They I only feel so it. bad though because they're not a real business. They're definitely just laundering money for the triads or something. Something like that. They're yeah, also like, open till like midnight. Uh, yeah, that's there's, hilarious. There's like six customers that actually go there, and they. Dude, probably there's a lot of businesses like that. Kim yeah. and I tried, and it was not. I would not give that <laughs> massage a ten. Right, right. There's probably better massage. Um, yeah, Kirsten. <laughs> I was gonna say that's who I was Shameless thinking plug. of. Yeah, yeah. And she does a lot of the bodybuilders and oh, stuff. Oh, does. Right? Yeah, I she's think her like ninety like percent of her clientele now comes from body shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she's like all bodybuilders now, which is she's like the go-to for right. for people who that like need a painful massage. Someday when I'm rich or famous, I'll probably start doing that. Yeah. yeah. Good get, luck get trying to get that. into her now. Yeah. Oh, it's probably impossible. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's always booked like two or three weeks out. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good for her. Yeah. yeah. That's, great. that's awesome. So. But um, yeah. So let's see. Um, now, do you guys, Jeff, you're kind of done competing, right? Yeah. I, I, I get asked that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do it again, uh, but I got to get to a point where I can step away enough from the business to be able to, like... Uh, do you think you'll ever be able to do that? Like, we um, have enough I'm a lot closer to it now than I was, you know, through the pandemic and right. all that. Do you actually so... get some time off now? You get to relax a little more? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're probably never totally relaxed when you own a business. A lot of no. Yeah. Like I mean, there's a, it's all, you know, it's always in your brain, but like, I definitely am able to like, you know, release like, the reins a little bit yeah. to like yeah, Dave, other people Dave, that are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I took my first like real, real week off over Christmas, um, and just kind of let Dave run the show and. And, you know, wasn't, wasn't around at all and the place didn't burn down. So, you know, it's like getting close. It's, it's at least on the table now. Where it's it like letting before. someone watch your baby. Yeah. right? Yeah. It, he just came back and it looked completely different. It didn't burn yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'd like to compete again. Um, I, I always tell people like when they ask like, eh, maybe this fall or, you know, whatever, like the furthest away season is this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been years. saying that for yeah. like two or three years. So we'll see. I get it. Cause like I, uh, with pro wrestling, everyone's like, are you ever going to, I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. But you never want to totally let never. go. You know, yeah. like it's like, yeah. who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I can, yeah. I'm officially masters now. So, you know, I got, I got that. You so know. you could do it. Yeah. Don't say now you've been officially masters for a few years. Well, what does that even mean? I'm so like, means you're over 35, so you can do the, it's the old guy oh, category. So I'd be in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So you got just one more option of who you want to compete against. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're like the old guys league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that's the okay. The fact that Masters is 35 is kind of depressing, though. Yeah. I'm okay with it, but... <laughs> no, I feel like... Um, and you guys are both in your 30s, right? Yeah, I'm 34. Yep. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like 30s are actually way better than... Oh, hell yeah. The like, 20s? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I yeah. feel like it's like kind of the best time, actually. Yeah. I feel like I'm just getting to my prime. Right, and yeah. it makes you feel a little better about the 40s, too. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, okay, okay. Well, my, my, I always tell people, like, my favorite thing about the 30s is, like, you can use it as an excuse to get out of stuff. Like, like, oh, like, I can't go out and party. Like, yeah, like, uh, you know, oh, there's a uh, there's a party happening. Ah, sorry, I can't. I'm 37. Like, <laughs> just like, like, nobody yeah. bats an eye. If you do that when you're like 21, people are like, what are you talking about? You? But like, you do that when you're in your mid to late 30s. Like, people are it. just like, yeah, I totally get that. That makes sense. So now, do either you guys party a lot or no? No, I got that um, out of my system all, in college. No, right. I'm, I'm a yeah. fuddy dud man. Jeff I was say, you guys my woo girl days. Even drink or anything? No, I haven't drank in like four years. Right, yeah. I barely do either. I think, honestly, the last time I drank was probably when we drank. Uh, yeah. After USA's. Oh, yeah. Right, so that was like one glass thing. of wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was not anything exciting. Yeah. Yeah, right. it just it's just, I don't know, we just spend so much time at the gym, and, like, the older I get, I've never been a big drinker, like, yeah. in my entire life, so, like, and, like, the older I get, it, like, I'm such a lightweight, it takes me three days to recover from, like, yeah, not very much. Yeah, it's the day after. So I'm yeah. just like, it's like I'm, what's not the really, point? I'm not really interested in that, you know? When you're so focused on being healthy, it's like, what is the yeah. point? You totally. Know? Like, yeah. for me, I'm, like, so focused on my competing career right for now. For you, it'd like, be it doesn't, stupid. Yeah, it drink. doesn't yeah. serve me any good purpose whatsoever. Yeah, so, Danielle, you're still really in it with the competing, right? Yeah. So, um how do you kind of try to balance that coaching and then working with the gym too? Oh man. I mean, it all comes down to like time and organization, like time blocking my day. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause like the last prep, this last prep, I think it was, I don't want to say the easiest to balance at all, but the fact that I was fully at the gym and I had been able to step away from my corporate job yeah, took a lot of stress off of it because I kind of like make my own schedule. So at the corporate week. job, were you like 40 hours a week yeah. and then the gym and yeah. then training and then coaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the blessing, lot. one blessing of COVID was I turned completely remote. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was nice. I could work at the gym and be able to be there and help him with the desk and things like that. Um, but... So I took, I competed in, at nationals in 2018 and then I actually took three years completely off because I went through some health struggles. Right. And so in 2020, I thought I was going to prep again and then it like Pandemic. everything kept getting canceled. And so it actually was like a blessing in disguise because I kind of was able to like recomp my body really well because mm-hmm. I, w- I would diet and then the show would get canceled and then we'd like reverse diet and then I'd try again. Yeah. So we tried to prep like two or three times in 2020 and then we just finally pulled the plug. And so I finally was able to get back on stage in 2021. And then, um, so that prep, I was still working at the corporate job. And so it was a lot. Like I'd wake up and thankfully I worked for a fitness company. So they were like very supportive. I could like go do my cardio on my lunch break. Yeah. And then I lived at the gym otherwise. So I could get all my training in and I didn't have clients at that time. It was only online. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I basically make my own schedule. So like I take my mornings, like I usually have my mornings pretty open to myself so like I can get my cardio in. I have my treadmill at home, so that makes it really nice. Nice to get that cardio done. Yeah, yeah. and then I'll take some clients um, in the late mornings, mid-afternoons, and then I work the desk, and thankfully my boss is pretty flexible, um, and he lets me train when I'm working the desk. So I get my training in in the afternoon, and then I take more clients in the evening. So yeah. I'm How many I'm clients a day non-stop. do you have usually? 
I'd say for I'd say four to five is like a full a load good... during the day, but then I also have online clients too. So yeah. how do you do that? You do that like just like uh, do their meal plans like once yeah, a week so I or have, something or just I have kinda... the trainerize app, so I have all of them in there and yeah. then um so I do all of their training and it depends what they want. I have like options of if you want to be fully online, then I just do all of your programming, it's Through in the app. Yep. And I do your meal plans. You check in once a week. Very similar to probably what you do with Jordan and Kim. And, like, if right. you need adjustments, I'll adjust. Um, and then if I do packages, too, if you want to do online but also in-person training, you get a bit of a discount. So, like, if you want to train twice a week, it's this price. If you want to train once a week, it's this price. I got you. And yeah. so they'll still do the check-ins, but then they have, like, set slots on my schedule. And so the, that's when they actually have a workout from you, too, that they... Yep, and, like, app. even yeah. if they're just online, I get I do the programming, too. They just have to follow it in the app. I'm just not there in person. Right, so you kind of get an idea of, like, what their workout was like and stuff. That's got to be kind of hard training online, but it's, like, it seems like a really big thing now. It is really big, but I'm, like, I'm... Thankfully, I'd say about 80% of my clients are at Body Shop, even if they are just online. So, like, mm -hmm. if I see them working out, I can go up and make, like, little tweaks. Yeah, you kind of keep an eye um, on them. But I'm also really big on, like, hey, send me video feedback. Like, mm -hmm. in in their workout instructions, I'm like, if you are not feeling this here, please send me. Or and right. I have lifts that, like, I will make them when we first start. Like, big lifts that I see a lot of people make mistakes on, like, hip thrusts, right. RDLs. Anything rear delt, I'll make them send me videos so I make sure that they're like contracting the right things. Yeah, that they're on point with muscles. their form and everything. Just because I see so so many similarities with women, especially like desk workers. Right. Of like really big imbalances. Oh yeah, is that a big thing with like everything being, you know, sitting jobs? Oh now? yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people, their glutes don't activate properly. They've got the hunched shoulders, so their rear delts are really inactive. Their pecs are really tight. Right. And they start focusing on building up the strength and their glutes and their core and their rear delts and they notice they just like stand a little bit taller and their better. posture improves and they just start feeling better now for bikini what are the biggest areas like you got to bring out usually is it like glutes rear well, delts back kind of well, so the biggest thing with bikini is balance like you got to create balance everywhere so there it might depend not, on the person yeah there should not be something that like you look at that physique and you're like damn she's got a nice ass like it should be like Oh, damn, she just looks, like, balanced. good. Yeah, so, so you don't like, want to overdo one part. Or exactly. Anything. So for me, I've always, like, I've always had a lot of upper body density. Like, mm -hmm. my upper body's always been really big. So my biggest thing has been building up my glutes to okay. match my upper body and then just maintaining my upper body. Right. So it really just depends on the person. Okay, yeah, so specific to the person, what parts you have to bring out, what parts you don't. So. Yeah. And how long have you been training, uh, coaching people? Uh, so I got certified in 2016. Okay, so you've been at it for a while. That's yeah, awesome. and I, so I was doing it just, like, on the side for a really long time. But, mm -hmm. like, thankfully, like, watching Jeff, like, really follow his passion and yeah. go after what he wants, like, selling his house for it, that really inspired me. And he's given me the platform to be able to build it. Yes. So I've I left out there for sure. Yeah, so that's crazy, Jeff. You decided to sell your house to start. So, like, yeah. you just must have believed in yourself enough, huh? Like. Well, I mean, I didn't, yeah. He says he's too stupid not to. Uh, right. Well, I mean, Have true. you just always been kind of an ambitious dude that way? Like, I'm, I'm not one to shy away from risk if I think the reward is worth it. Right. So right. it's not like so, you're just risky for no reason. Yeah. And it's like risky, but for for a reason. Like, you yeah. Wanna, yeah. So, like, I, I you know, I kind of, you know, I, I thought about it for a while to make sure I was, like, not just some some bored gymbro who had like a like oh i'll start a gym i'll start a gym yeah, yeah. no i kind of like i thought about it i kind of did a lot of analysis and like to make sure that i was 
You put the plan yeah. together. Yeah, make sure I wasn't doing something stupid, and and then yeah, but yeah, the risk was you know I'll sell sell my house and just see what happens. And so is it like it's like you have a plan, but it, is it still kind of like flying by the seat of your pants oh. in a way? Like oh for sure, because yeah. like you know you make your plan, you you know like I had a whole detailed like huge business plan that I wrote up and like and basically I'm sure COVID was not as soon as you start, no, you throw it <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sure it wasn't. Yeah, so like. You know, step step one, you got to do that, and then step two through three hundred or nothing that was even remotely. Like close it's to like yeah, you start with right? something and then it all changes yeah. as you go. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta start with somewhere to know where you're going, and then if it changes on the fly, no big deal. But yeah, yeah, so selling my house wasn't that big a deal to me. I don't know. I didn't. Well, I didn't, it's a house. You can always get a yeah, different one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So it was. It well, was... it's funny because I don't know how many times we've heard like, "Oh, bro, you're living my dream life. Like, I want to own a gym. You've got the coolest job. I mean, you basically just get a free gym membership." And I'm like, mm. "You don't even know what he goes through. Like, he's got the most expensive gym membership there is." <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's kind of like even I give props to anybody like yourself who's like a coach but still killing it themselves. Yeah. Like even like Jordan and Kimberly too. Like. It's like a lot of times with like like with the business, you become a coach. Like, how do you put any time in yourself anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, like even like Mark, he's like got so many clients. It's like, how do you even have time to like? It's yeah, yeah. it's hard, but he's, it's just like you said, you just gotta have discipline. You like, have to you lead by example want. too. Yeah. And I mean, you got to be make willing to make the sacrifices too. Like you know, yeah. like Mark, you know, he was a, he was literally training clients at the gym till like eleven o'clock last night. That man he's doesn't like, sleep. He's you know, yeah. so like there's. There's truth to that. Like if you're, if you, you know, if you want to make something successful, like it literally is just putting in the time and like, no matter what you do, like it's going to eat up your entire life if you want to be successful. Right. He really it, doesn't you know? sleep. Cause like there's times where I'll be like, you know, I work in a bar, so I'll be up a little bit later and all of a sudden yeah. he'll text at like, and I'm like, why are you still up, bro? Like, <laughs> I mean, I get why I am. I just yeah. got off work mm-hmm. and like, it's like 1130. I, you know, I just got home, but like. I don't know. Yeah, I think sometimes he just yeah. doesn't sleep, and then he's pretty prolific with his like Instagram live things. Oh yeah, which is kind of like a podcast in itself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm always telling him, I'm like, dude, you should be like putting this out as a podcast. Like, yeah. But it's yeah. like he, you know, he doesn't really need to. I guess he's yeah. already he's, he's doing what he wants to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, that dude has an insane amount of energy to go because, like, I can't imagine what he'd be like on vacation. I feel like he'd just like lose his mind and not know what to do with himself. Oh, like, well, yeah. I mean, do you, can you guys do vacation? We don't do it well. Because I, I feel like I could not relax. He Maybe if though. I get to a certain level of, like, you know, where things are, like, okay and I'm financially pretty stable, maybe I could then. Yeah. yeah. But I always feel like the the minute I'm away from anything I'm working on, it's, like, it, you know, even, like, hanging out with friends, I can't do it. Because I'm, like, well, this, I, I'm, like, can we do it on the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Like, if we're, you know, because then it's, like, at least something yeah. I can use. Well, I'm terrible yeah. about it, too. Like, my work is on my phone. Like, I have yeah. the app on my phone. I can get my text from my clients. I can. Yeah. And so, like, even if we are on vacation. You're going to be working, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. In the past three years, we've tried to take vacations, but it's usually yeah. for, like, a show. Or it's, like, what can I do that I could post that could turn, you know, like, you're yeah. always thinking about those kind of things, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, my friends are like, oh, we should watch this or something. I'm like, well, can we do a watch-along on the podcast? Because then it's like, we could make something out of it. You know, I'm always, like, thinking Well, like when that. you're an entrepreneur, you don't get PTO. Yeah. So, yeah. like. No. 
No, you don't. You don't. I get yeah. PTO at the bar. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you just take that as an opportunity to grow this more. To hopefully you know? do something like, else. Everything yeah. is. Because do you want to everything's a trade off your whole life? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love. It. I'm. I lucked out. At you know, it's a great place to work, but. Well, that's not my passion. I don't even like drinking. You know, like, well, I'm always telling people not to drink. I'm like, yeah. that's know? how like because we always had the goal of me stepping away from my corporate job, but like we never knew like when that was gonna be or like how we would make that decision. And yeah. we were actually in Arizona on one of our vacations to watch Jordan and Jordan and Kim compete, and yeah. Mark Mark competed too when they went did the Ubu Expo. Okay, dope. And I got a call from my boss, and it was basically like a warning, like, hey. They were restructuring, mm-hmm. and they were getting rid of my position, but they were offering me a new one that was actually, like, more money. And she's like, Ooh. I just wanted to give you a heads up. I know you're on vacation. I wanted to give you time to think about it. And so I get yeah. off the phone, I'm talking to him, and he was like, well, do you want the position? And I'm like, well, the only reason I would take it is for the money. money. And he was like, then don't take it. That's got to be tough. So how do you know in that moment that that's, like, the right move? You know what I mean? Honestly, I didn't. I needed him to physically tell me we will be okay. And then that's when I was like, I feel like everybody gets to that point, you know, like, um, I was even, so I was even talking to like my wrestling promoter. I talk about him all the time, but like, you know, about just stuff I'm doing and everything. And he's like, telling me about, he's like, yeah, I remember I was working here. I was making all this kind of money. And then he started, you know, he does wrestling promotion. And then he also has like a, an eBay business. So like they just buy and sell stuff on eBay. And that's kind of like his goal was to work for himself, you know? So like. He's like, yeah, it was really weird. He's like, it's just like at, there's a point that comes where all of a sudden, like, you don't need that job anymore because you're making, you know, yeah. like, and he's like, he, I just had to know, like, it was okay to do because he's now he's got people employed for yeah. him, you know, like, but yeah. it's like, dang, that's got to be a really empowering feeling to kind of like. Yeah. I mean, never did I think I would be making the same amount of money yeah. working for myself that I made. And it's something that you absolutely love, that you're yeah. passionate about. And you're helping like people. Work. Yeah. yeah. It's that it's that scary like step into the unknown though. Like anybody who's who works for themselves at some point, like oh, yeah. you get to that point where like, well, it's now or never. You know, you gotta like you gotta shit or get off the pot at some point. Like if you're seeing success, it's like there's always like we had a, we had many talks about like yeah. yeah, it's gonna be scary. You don't know how it's gonna go, but like if you don't do it now, then when? Yeah, then, right. It's know, like that it's thing a, about a, like. You know, action is more powerful than thinking sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think for a while I had my corporate job, so I wasn't I wasn't like necessarily pushing my business as well as much as I should have been because I had, had that, that reliance like, buffer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when I finally stopped, I was like, "Well, sh- like now I have shit. to like every day. It's like, how do I make money? Yeah, yeah. So that's it's, like a good more motivator. pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really good motivator to like keep you moving in life. Though is like when, right? Like when you don't have that security. Like of knowing that you have a steady I got a paycheck. Hustle. Like if yeah, I, it's like, like if I don't work, I don't eat. Like that's a pretty good motivator yeah. to right. keep moving. Well, and for so. my lifestyle, like I need to be able to afford my food. Like yeah, it's like a lot of food, right? Yeah. So well, not as much as you guys. I am a smaller person, but right. What do you guys do for food a lot? Do you guys do like Costco and is it the basic stuff? Well, or like... because we're right next to Fred Meyer. <laughs> oh, Fred Meyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. have you ever done grocery pickup? Oh, no. Is that oh, where they just, like, the they, they do it, so you do it online, and bam. Yeah, so I have the app, and 
the pickup thing is like right next to the gym. So I yeah. just like order it. It's like, why would I go walk around in the store? So I used to. I used yeah. to go like every Sunday, walk through the store, get the same thing, same yeah. things. And then I'd have to wait in the line because that Fred Meyer is just like it's insanity. Packed. I've been to that Fred Meyer many times after the gym. It's and packed. Then, what, I can't even remember what, I think I was sick or something. I was like, oh, I do not want to go in there. Yeah, I so think it was, was just during COVID you started COVID? doing that. Yeah. My mom mentioned it. She's yeah. like, it's the greatest thing. And then we did it. And I was like, this is amazing. They like put it all in my car for me. They bagged it all. Oh my all God. All I had to do was just pay you, on the app. You can't even get that when you like go in. There's usually not no. a bagger. It's like yeah. all self-checkout. And it was, like, it was actually, it was during the time when like they switched to just paper bags and I was getting so pissed mm. because I would pick up the paper bag and like break. the handles would break. Yeah. And you got plastic bags on the pickup. And I was just like, this is so great. I know. And it's so, like, I want to save the environment, but God, I hate paper bags. But yeah, yeah, make a bag that works, please. Like, yeah. We yeah. got to do something better. There's got to be a way to make a bag that's yeah. like doesn't harm the environment, but doesn't suck to use. Like, well, now they have plastic bags there. And I think the new plastic bags that they have like are some kind of like biodegradable. Right. I think all the new ones are. Yeah, and you got to pay for them. But Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you got to pay for it. But yeah, they're, they're definitely better than the paper. Yeah. The paper is always... And paper's plus, paper is yeah. not really helping the environment much either. Yeah. Like, what do they do? They burn it? Like, it's yeah, probably not know. great. But yeah. yeah, as far as food, we're pretty basic. Like, yeah. Rice, Everybody gives potatoes, me a lot of crap. Everybody thinks that I pie. actually eat trash because I'm always walking around the gym eating a pie. Yeah, I'm sure you really? That here eat pie, dude? You've never seen him eat a pie? He walks around like whole pies. Yeah, I'll get like those. Why do you eat so much pie, bro? It's my favorite pre-workout food. Oh, it's a good. So it's instead of a Rice Krispie, you're like, I'll just do pie. Yeah, because oh, like pie. pies are surprisingly low in fat and they're just ass loads carbs. of carbs. So like, and Where I do you get the pies? So, dude, Fred Meyer. It's like the the shit. Yeah, what kind of pie, dude? Four ninety nine. It's they they got uh, all the basics. Are they like cherry. little ones, big ones? Uh, it's like an eight inch pie. Okay. Like, so pretty standard. Yeah. Right? You know? Literally at the gym opening, he was eating a whole pie. Yeah. Dude, I There's love pictures it. Pictures of it. Yeah. yeah, people don't realize how much bodybuilders are foodies. I don't think. Yeah, I'm probably the uh, least foodie you will ever meet when it comes to yeah, You just like eat your strict things like, and that's yeah. it. If you walk into the office at the gym, any given time someone's in there probably talking about food yeah. of, right. s- of some sort. I've like noticed that awesome on here. Like, I, like, So I'm not – when I was super lean a few months ago, that's when it was the worst for me. I started like getting obsessed yeah. with food. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now I'm like, gets. whatever. Pretty soon I'm sure I'll be that way again. Because you're fed. But it's like, yeah, so you're fed. You like, I'm like, I don't even care about sweets, you know? But like when I was like really lean a few months ago, I was like watching crumble cookie things on Instagram. And, yeah. like, and then you have it and you're like, that actually wasn't even that good. No. <laughs> it's usually when you eat a bunch of sugar stuff, like except for like right crap. before the lift. Yeah. yeah. Or like right after a lift, it can be really good, you know? But like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just feel like shit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I try to keep it pretty natural or whatever. But yeah, I think bodybuilders love that stuff. Oh yeah. But pie sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. If you're if you're uh, like you have a high you have a pretty high metabolism. I maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, is it hard for you to cut down? It hasn't seemed super hard. Is it harder for you to grow or cut? I have a really hard time putting on muscle. Yeah. yeah. So everybody yeah, tells yeah, me I'm a hard gainer. Yeah, yeah, I can just tell by go. looking at you that you have a high metabolism. So for you, like, yeah, next time, you know, like if you're if you're not trying to cut, like. If you're trying to add right, this, I just, honestly pie, I can't dude. wait till next time I balk after yeah. this show. Are you gonna do a show? I, I mean, yeah, I think are you doing so. Makeup? Which one are you leaning? Emerald on? Cup. Oh yeah. yeah. I got to like oh, I have so much shit going on. Like I really, need, I mean, I, I'm on point for it. Well, what I tell everyone is like, there's always gonna be something that happens. Like yeah. preps are so long, you can't just pick a time that there's gonna be nothing that happens. No, it's always gonna be a challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. Just gotta do it. I mean, it's like yeah, things are. 
Unless you're like moving across yeah. country. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got. Oh no, no, no! Everything's pretty sort stable. Of in order. Everything's yeah. pretty stable right yeah. now. So. We'll have yeah. a booth there, so we'll be there. Yep, yeah. yep. And then yeah. afterwards, probably go hang out with all you guys, get yeah. something to eat, have a giant cheap meal. So are you on prep officially? Yeah. Okay. I'm like 12 weeks out, I believe. Sweet. Do you I know. know what you want for your post-show meal yet? No idea. Huh? I was going to hang out with whoever's around. Like you guys, oh, like we'll Mark Mark was like, yeah, come out with us. I don't yeah. know what. We went to 13 Coins last year. And yeah. what's that? It's it's like one of the only like open late restaurants in right. LA. That's the problem. There's really nothing. Yeah, because like, because like, are you doing classic or men's physique? It'll be men's physique. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna be one of the last ones on stage. So your options yeah. are gonna be to pretty the limited. World. Yeah, I'm not show. that big. You know, I don't yeah. care that much. I'm kind. You know, yeah. like definitely something sweet would be good. Yeah. Like yeah. some kind of cookie or some. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I'm sure we'll have cookies at the booth. Like right. yeah. bring stuff. Everybody brings stuff. That's like I, it's so funny because my friend started this uh, craft beer bakery where she like yeah. uses beer and makes these amazing cakes that like, sounds amazing dude, i would eat that jeff if you like those pies bro like you should check I love, out i love baked goods oh my god her cakes are like insane have you ever seen kim's cookies kim bickley's kim no let me see i'm gonna show yeah. you kim's confectionery yeah giving her a good shout out on the podcast yeah because like yeah. i and i told my friend so. i'm like you need to get into like bodybuilding stuff because you don't realize like that's a huge market. Like, if yeah. you can sell your stuff, yeah, like, post gluttons for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, right after a show, yeah. they just, like, go crazy. So, this is our friend Kim. These okay, are her, let's check this out. She makes them in her kitchen. Oh, my God. Like, all these things stacked together? Yeah. I would eat the shit out of yeah. that. She'll, she'll probably bring them to Emerald Cup if you just... Give her your order, and she'll just bring them to the booth. Yeah. Oh, my God. And guarantee we'll have some hanging out at the booth, too. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not really into sweets anymore because I'm fat. Now I see <laughs> oh this, I'm like, gosh. I would eat the shit out of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they're all stacked. Yeah. And, and they're, I, they usually have some kind of filling yeah. in them. I'll yeah. be completely like, honest. I've actually never eaten one of those because I would die. Right. But Too much sugar. he's had them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to give her a follow because I, I, do, I do think that stuff's cool, like, um, but yeah, check out Craft Beer Bakery. That's uh, my friend Jess. Okay. Yeah, here I'll show you her case. Where, where is she at? Is she like pretty close by or? Yeah, she's right here because um, so she works at the bar that I do, and then she was working for like I don't know some big kitchen or whatever. But she got into this. Uh, I mean, this is like what her cakes look like. They're just like crazy oh yeah they look like those are legit cakes like like, that's not at all what i pictured beer to make like i like the chocolate beer cakes what the beer is in like so like if she makes infused yeah it's like infused so there's it's all cooked out like kids could eat it's not like there's actually like so so are they like because beer has yeast in it right so like is it like extra fluffy because that looks fluffy as shit yeah wait is that a pop tart or yeah that's a pop tart so that one has a base is pop tart and then the jam, I suppose she uses like the raspberry goza, which is a beer to create the good, you know, and if she uses the chocolatey one, she'll use like the coffee porter to like make oh, the, I don't know how she does it, but interesting. they're all infused with beer. So that's like the gimmick, mm-hmm. but I mean, her yeah, that chocolate so one looks, good. yeah. Damn, oh, wow. tell her to come up to body shop and do a booth. That's what I said. I'm like, you need to do a pop-up at body shop Where someday. Where does she live? Uh, just right here. You like, should tell her to message me. I will. I'll get her in touch with you because I do think like she should tap into that that bodybuilder thing. Yeah. Like Kim just did it in her kitchen. Yeah. And we've like, it's like, blown up. I feel like she's blown up. Yeah. Dude, her stuff looks so good. Yeah. yeah. She, like she ships stuff. Like now. if she plans a pop up at our gym, like probably in, the, in like the week after right. E Cup, like she'll sell out. 
I should actually have her on here because then she'll bring me some free stuff to try. She does live kind of far away. But then I can't eat any of it. She lives in Bremerton. Yeah. Right. Like right now I'm just like so, I'm just not doing cheats. You know, it's like. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't. I feel like for me, like I know people can do kind of a cheat meal or whatever. Like sometimes I'm just better off if I stay away from it. Well, as you get, as you get closer, it'll be. Like, you'll probably get more cheats, but it won't be, like, as a reward. It's more strategic, like, yeah, to, fill, to you fill you out. out. Right. Like, there'll be, a, there'll yep. be a purpose to it rather than just, like, a, you know. Yep, like, a meaning um, to it. Yeah. And well, you kind of just got to look at food right now as, like, fuel. Like, you're giving yeah. your body what it needs. When I'm at my best in life, that's all I view food at. Like, it's fun to get into it. I don't know. Like, when I was wrestling, that's kind of how I was. I was so obsessed. Like, I, like... I don't know, I was probably even, like, kind of a dick about it, you know, like, you just, like, look it down at other people, like, oh, my God, you eat that shit, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, but then I think getting into bodybuilding, I've actually learned a lot more about food, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, following people like Lane Norton and stuff, like, kind of debunking a lot of this, like, we have a lot of weird ideas about food, or, like, oh, uh, I hear a lot of them, and, like, even having, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Tiana was on here talking about eating disorder and stuff, oh, and, like, yeah. this fear of sugar, fear of carbs, and, yeah. like, you get into bodybuilding, you're like, oh, it, this is all meaningless. It's like all these fad diets are so stupid. They're so stupid, yeah. When you educate yourself, I do think yeah. people that get into the sport and don't educate and just follow, like, whatever their cookie-cutter coach is saying, yeah. it can create eating, eating disorders. Eating disorder, yeah. But if you educate yourself on it yeah. and start understanding what food does in your body, like... People being scared of carbs, but they mm. don't really understand what it's actually doing. That's where you get yeah. your energy right. from. So well, do you... Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I was just... Yeah, it's just... I, I get so... Like, I've got such a soapbox about just, like, how twisted the the general population's, like... Views what, of food. What their views of food are and, like, what they're taught in school and just, like, the... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what or what they're not taught in school, because like you know, well, or like what our like, government is saying, yeah, like the <laughs> like, stupid fucking food pyramid and all that. Did you see shit. all that stuff they released about, about yeah. like pebbles? Or like whatever. yeah, like fruity pebbles are healthier than steak. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like I like who paid you to say that? You know, like oh it's just, somebody it's, clearly, you know, yeah. it's just like all that stuff is so. Well, think about it, like but, all these companies are owned by like they say like eleven companies own like all so like all the cereal companies. If you funnel up, they're all owned yeah. by like these like. I think it's like 10 or 11 giant companies own basically all brands. Yeah. So who do you think is paying them to say that shit? Like, eat cereal. It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat cereal because I fucking love it. Well, I love it. it, Yeah. But, like, you clearly know eggs and steak are better for you. You got to have other stuff, too. And it's all about what, you know, how much of what. And, like, yeah, just the message that gets put out is so, so It's so weird. Like, they had eggs and, like, meat as, like, terrible for you. And it's like... So bioavailable amino acids. Like, if you were starving some tribe, like... They know how precious meat is. They'll seek it out. Like yeah. it's like that is like life to us. And yeah. we're saying this is bad for us. It's crazy. Yeah. And then all those companies out there like Atkins and stuff like that. Like it's just creating all the Weight Watchers and all of this stuff. Like yeah. it's just creating terrible relationships yeah. with food. Now, do you think that that is kind of a a thing in bodybuilding? Is it can be there's people that have like eating disorders or it can like oh, for sure maybe oh, especially yeah. like women's bikini i can see that sometimes well and or... i mean i'll even admit it like i had a terrible relationship with food at yeah, first um, right like my first prep i did if it fits your macros and just yoloed it so you just like eat what i want but if it Basically, fits yeah. yeah and that's why i got all of my health issues like i was eating so much processed shit yeah. And my body was just like, you know what? Two middle fingers right here. So what have you found? Like, you think natural stuff kind of works the best? With like, my body, yeah. yeah. Like, the 
whole foods and like you're gonna feel better your body's gonna feel fed you're not gonna feel deprived right like my digestion works way better on mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. you talk to people and i feel like most people just feel like oh this is just normal to like get gassy or like feel bloated after something they're like it always happens so it's just normal mm. and then when you start changing up your diet and you start realizing what it really feels like yeah. to be normal you're like oh whoa yeah, like a lot of those things go away when you get on the proper diet. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. and then you'll talk to people with these issues and you're like, what do you, like, I didn't ever deal with that. Yeah, like, it's not saying you can't enjoy a pizza or a burger here and there, but like, it's like anything. What you do mostly yeah. is what you're going to benefit from consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the funny thing is when you do eat something off of your normal stuff, you usually do feel kind of like Well, you shit. don't even yeah. want it anymore because It's you like being hung over, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like my favorite cheat meal, like, is a steak and sweet potato fries or just like a good burger with oh same like you said what would you want to do after the show like for me it's like a giant burger with fries like pasta and cheese i just know that would not sit in my stomach no i wouldn't even want pasta sushi giant plates of sushi i could see that he's vomiting in his mouth right now oh you're not a sushi guy no i fucking hate it dude what about bacon sushi with sushi with bacon this deep fried like that sounds good we went to this place it was like um sake house i believe in seattle and like we got a lot of like Stuff that you probably wouldn't like because it was more traditional, raw stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got a good mix of everything, but then we got some of the deep fat, like they're not even healthy mm-hmm. rolls. But when you're going for a cheat meal, like yeah. that's what you want. Oh, yeah. And one of them was like covered in bacon bits and like, it was called the cowboy roll. Have you ever been to Hapanesa in Bellevue? Nah, is that good? Oh, sushi? Yeah. yeah, and Ascend at the steakhouse, but they have some really... Did you ever try the sushi? No, I don't. They only got like steak. three pieces. So steak and well, a potato. Steak, yeah. yeah, steak and a potato. That's a, that's a great cheat meal. Have you yeah. ever had... Do you ever sous vide your steak at home? No, I don't... Is that where you put it in that plastic bag? Yeah, yeah I bought him one for Christmas, and it is like... The best. The yeah, best. it is. I, I was skeptical. I mean, I figured it'd be good because everybody says, talk so highly of it, but I was like, it can't be like that much better, but... Oh, it is, huh? It's, like, that much better. Like I was going to say, everybody talks about it. Yeah. It's so tender. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like you can make a, the shittiest cut of steak, like, turn amazing. Turn amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, I think we only have about 10 minutes left. Yeah. Okay. So. Do you have any last questions? What, no, I think you guys covered it. We'll definitely, we can have you guys on again, or we can have you on yeah. again to talk about bikini and stuff. But, um... I guess just like anything that you want to wrap up here or like shout out to any sponsors. Like you guys are partnered with FX Ups maybe or like they sell their supplements. If you guys have anything that you want to promote right now or, or plans for the body shop for the future, just something to end on. I mean, I would just say like follow our social media. Mm-hmm. I do try to have seminars and stuff like that at least like once a month. Yep. Um, we are having a DEXA truck come out on the awesome. 18th of February. So like mm-hmm. if you're interested in getting your DEXA scan done, that'll be there. We oh, try to that's do stuff dope. like that like once yeah. a month. Yeah. Yeah, and we're getting ready to do a weight loss challenge yep. in conjunction with the DEXA truck. So keep, you know, follow us on social media. We're we're launching that soon. We'll be posting a lot about that here soon. So So then you can sign up for that, that on Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so we if also you're, have if a YouTube too. Yeah. So if you're interested in, in uh you know, like it's that time of year to kinda start new programs right beginning and stuff, of the year so. good that's a good way to ch- i mean everybody's yeah. doing that 75 hard thing oh yeah yeah it's like a similar type of thing but yeah. i mean even my dad like i remember one time there was this a fitness center did a challenge like that and it was just the idea that like he could win money and 100%. he killed it you and know, then he it just builds that habits motiva- and then you keep doing it yeah just that yeah. extra motivation all right guys well thank you um that was awesome yeah appreciate you thank for you having for us, having us. Man. yeah yeah and everybody thank you for listening and uh we'll see you guys next time